Hello there, this is Mark Bauerlein with another conversation. Before we get to it, a word about one of our sponsors. Located in the foothills of Wyoming's spectacular Wind River Range, Wyoming Catholic College, an accredited four-year Great Books Institution, is built on the ancient Western tradition of the liberal arts and the freedom of the American West. The college offers its students an immersion in the primary sources of the classical tradition, the grandeur of the mountain wilderness, and the spiritual heritage of the Catholic Church. Students experience the illumination of imagination and intellect through the great books and traditional disciplines, literature and philosophy, mathematics and theology, science and Latin, and an outdoor program second to none. The college celebrated an in-person graduation with its seniors last year and welcomed its largest freshman class ever this year. Learn more about the college's unique space in the world of American higher education at wyomingcatholic.edu. Bert Gezi is an author and speaker whose many books include Voices of the Saints, Mystics and Miracles, and Prayers to the Holy Spirit. His new book, a little volume from Word on Fire Press, is The Sign of the Cross, Recovering the Power of the Ancient Prayer, our topic today. Welcome, Mr. Gezi. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, you have, we'll, we'll jump right in, you have an epigraph from St. Alcan of York that links the motion of the hand in the sign of the cross to, quote, the divine torture. Do most believers, do you think, keep this pain in mind really consciously when they make the sign? I doubt if most believers even think of that when they make the sign of the cross. You know, I, 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 but they should. That, well, that one of the purposes of the book was to alert people to the various reasons why they should be paying more attention to what they're doing when they make the sign of the cross. I mean, I mean, yeah, making. I mean, you, 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 you make the sign of the cross. It's, a, it's a remembrance. Uh, it's, it's a repetition of of the physical motion, uh, the physical makeup of the cross, but but yeah, we have to understand the, the passion. Yes. And in at, at the same time, you proceed uh, in the beginning of the book with an episode from the life of Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Uh, what, is, what is that little story you tell right there? Well, Solzhenitsyn was uh, in a prison camp in a gulag, and he... Uh, was working forced labor, and he was exhausted. And so he decided that it would be better to give up and let one of the guards shovel, take his shovel and club him to death hmm. rather than to go on. And so he sat down, and he heard someone approaching, and the person stood in front of him, but it wasn't a guard. It was a another inmate, and he the older man in front of him simply traced the sign of the cross and Solzhenitsyn beheld it and decided uh, that he could, he could endure. The sign of the cross made it possible for him uh, to endure. So he, he didn't go back easily, but he went back, picked up a shovel and continued his work. So the, the sign of the cross was able, released him from his fears and worries about uh, the heavy work he was doing. And and the important thing you bring out is this wasn't an argument, it wasn't a persuasion, it it was it was pretty silent. Simply the sign, the sign of the cross right. 
Yes. That did it. That did it for him. Yeah. All by itself. All by the grace of God working through it, yes. <laughs> right. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now you, you say that you yourself have in recent years recovered the power of the sign of the cross. Uh, may I ask, did anything specifically prompt that? Well, I, when I, I wrote the book. This edition of the book is a, as a, is a later version of the a book I wrote. It was published in 2004. And in the late 1990s, when I was, uh, uh, I noticed that my life was going somewhat better. And what I was doing differently was I was making the sign of the cross more, with more seriousness and more effectively. And I decided it must be what I was doing that with the sign of the cross that brought a better spirituality in me. So I began to research the sign of the cross with the, in scripture and with the fathers of the church and with theologians and uh, and decided that uh, it really was a much more manifold operation than just simply crossing yourself. And that you embraced, I did, yes. right? You, you. It really is the power that, and not, not, not really the meaning so much. You feel spiritually the simple physical action has. Right. It, it does. But, you know, there, it does uh, something to you. It's a mistake to be thinking that there's much feeling. You know, you know, when you make the sign of the cross, you open yourself to the graces of the death and resurrection of Jesus, and you're disposed to apply them. But there's, but there's hardly any feeling because the the grace works in our spirit. It doesn't. Uh, it go. It, you know, we make the sign in our body, and making a sign in our body penetrates into our spirit. It's in our spirit that the sign of the cross works. But, but, but isn't this just about a feel-good thing? Isn't this just done to lift our mood, you know, to make us feel happy, happy and, and warm well, and fuzzy? I don't think so. I no? think, you know, you could, you could be pretty miserable <laughs> uh, suffering and make a sign of the cross, and you might still feel a suffering, but you may discover, okay, I'm, I'm, when I make the sign of the cross, I'm involving Christ in my suffering. I'm engaging him. He's present with me in my suffering, and I'm engaging him. So I can still feel yeah. pretty miserable. Uh, so I, I don't think there's a... A happy, good feeling that makes when you make us on the cross is more, more. Uh, there are different th- different, different factors are involved. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you say that the sign has the capacity to carry one back to Calvary. Uh, I mean, does one? Does it help if you actually try to visualize those? Well, you know, moments. sometimes when I pray this on the cross myself, I, I let myself think of, of Calvary, and I think of, of, uh, Cyril of, uh, Cyril of Jerusalem, who was, you know, who was training people in the, in, in the faith. I believe he, he, he's right there near the, near the, uh, near Golgotha. He's saying to them, you know, uh, you're, you're going to be baptized, and you're going to die with Christ and rise again, and, and the sign of the cross comes from your baptism. And right over there, right over there is the, is the rock on which the Lord was crucified. And you know, I think about that when I, sometimes when I pass on the cross, that the, and the early, earliest Christians were present when they were catechized right there by the, by the, in Jerusalem by the, by, the sign of, by the cross. Do, do you think that priests really should, uh, should emphasize the the Calvary, the passion, 
uh, a little bit more that that perhaps perhaps too often the sign of the cross has become a little yeah. too perfunctory in, yeah. in people's habits? Well, I, I think, I don't know whether they should emphasize the, the passion of the Calvary, but they should certainly encourage people to pray more with more reverence and with more understanding of what they're doing. You know, I wrote the book because I felt like people should understand various ways in which the sign of the cross operates in their life. And then, but when they make it now, they they are they're making it with reverence. But all those things are are working in them. But they don't always have to be be adverting to them when they pray. You call actually the sign of the cross itself a sacramental. Uh, what, what do you well, mean by that? Uh, There's a distinction between sacraments and sacramentals. Sacraments are signs or symbols that accomplish what they signify. Sacramental doesn't do that. Sacramental is not, is not, doesn't have the power of a sacrament, but it disposes us to receive the grace from the death and resurrection of Jesus and, and enables us uh, or just disposes us to apply it in our life. So a sacramental, the sign of the cross is the, is the, is the supreme, uh, of, is, is the highest of all the sacramentals. So it opens us to grace and disposes us to receive the grace and, and use it in our life. You know, I've I've experienced that. Uh, I mean, the the preparation kind of function of the of the sign of the cross. It it, it sort of stops everything. You know, before before we sit down, I, I was I was with uh, some of the junior fellows here. We just had lunch, and we're in a public place, but we we say grace. Some somehow, when you begin with the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And you make the sign, something something changes, right there. You know the 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 normal flow of of time, of of events, it, it's broken in in a way, and we're thrown into a different a different posture, and then we can say say the blessing. You know, it wouldn't be the same. If we just said the blessing without doing the sign of, of the cross, so. would it? The sign opens us to the Lord, opens us to the presence of, of the Lord Himself. It's a, it's a gesture that that uh, uh, it opens us to God to God's presence and enables us to experience that in our in our, in our prayer. Yeah, how how rigid are you in terms of how you think one should? Make the sign of of the cross. How many variations would you allow? Well, I think uh, there are a lot of variations. You know, my Latino friends they, they they make the sign of the cross and then they kiss a sign of the cross in their hands. Some people some people make the sign right. of the cross with their left hand. Some people make it with right hand and they go right to left. It's it, it, all these, all these variations. No problem. Problems. These are these are simply different. Cultural expressions that people have have learned, but the, I'm not. I, I don't think we should be rigid about it. I think we should be celebrated. There are so many ways to do it. It's just got to be right. a sign of the cross. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that, that, that you know we, we we can we can go we can go so far. Now you actually say that one can apply the sign of the cross, attach it to ordinary ordinary things, ordinary actions. Uh, you know, when you get in your car before you start driving, 
you can make the sign oh, of the yes, cross uh, as well. What, what does that do? Back in the turn of the, of the uh, third century, Tertullian, one of the one of the early Christian writers, says this: In all of our travels and moments, movements, in all our coming in and going out, in putting on our shoes, at the bath, at table, lighting our candles, lying down and sitting down, whatever employment occupies us, we mark our foreheads with the sign of the cross. So. You could, you could make that more contemporary, you know, when, uh, when, when we're driving our car, when we're crossing the street, when we're boarding an airplane, uh, when, you know, we can make the sign of the cross. We can make it, we can make the big one, or we can make it less, make, make it subtly if we would want to. I think it helps to make the, make the large sign of the cross. Uh, when I was working in a big company with long hallways and was going from meeting to meeting, I would make this another cross as I walked the hallway just to be able to, you know, mm. consecrate the moment I was having and going to the next meeting. Uh, and and I, I think it's actually, a, a, when people say, what are you doing? Well, that's a, an opportunity to speak about the Lord <laughs> with somebody, you know. That's, you know, it's not, it's, it's nothing to be bashful or shy about, really. Yeah, yeah. And nobody now, got offended. Actually, people, people are curious and they want to know. Uh, in my whole, in my life, I've never found anybody uh, reacting negatively to any explanation of, of, of the faith. They they might not believe everything you're saying, but they respect you and they and they're and they're open. I only once in my life has somebody said, "I don't want to hear that." That was just once, and that's that's uh, yeah. I believe it's possible and and good to be open about our faith wherever we get a chance to do it. Uh. One of the great benefits or values of the sign of the cross, you say, is its simplicity. And you contrast that with many spiritual books that are, you think, are a little bit disappointing or, I don't know, they belabor too much. They make their guidance too Correct. complicated. It, 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 they should pare things down, well, right? Well, no. I mean, that. I, I, Spiritual authors are writing what they believe to be their best approach to uh, living the Christian life or living the Catholic life. But I've read some of them that have so many, tell you so many things to do that it overwhelms me. And I feel like, you know, I simply avoid those books because I, I know they're good. I know they're greatly, they're very popular and very valuable. But for me, I find them uh, overwhelming. And so I, I, I say, well, what we have in our hand, we have in our hand a very simple gesture that evokes great closeness to God, it evokes great, and employs great power in our circumstances, and I believe we should use it. Let's pause for a moment to ask if you were looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium. That's the University of Dallas in Irving, Texas. Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the university offers an exceptional liberal arts education with undergraduate and graduate programs in arts and sciences, business, and ministry, as well as a campus in Rome, Italy, all of them preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. You turn to the history in, in the book, uh, what is the origin? What is our first first inkling of the of the think, of the I sign think, of the cross in history? You know, 
I, the Fathers of the Church say it really comes from baptism, where we're baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So it, it's, it, it derives from baptism, the early apostolic application of the cross in our baptism, I believe. Yeah. What was the two-finger method of making the sign, and, and what did it signify? Well, it signified, uh, if I have it right, uh, uh, the, 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 it signified the humanity and the divinity of Christ, I think. In the, in the two fingers. Yeah. And when was that? Oh, you know, you're prominent? Check, you have to have me, I have to go to my book to find that. I don't remember the history that you <laughs> Well, we, we, we will tell people, go, go to the book for that. How did the sign evolve in, uh, in the Middle Ages? What, what changes did we well, see? Well, in the Middle Ages, uh, it began to be, it moved from, uh, it was taught from the right to the left, but then in the Middle Ages, it mainly became the form that we take it from the left to the right, the big sign of the cross. Okay. How often did the early Christians sign? Make the sign. They, they didn't make the big sign. They well, made the sign uh, on no. their foreheads. Uh, the, big, the bigger sign evolved uh, in the in the course of the of the centuries, uh, and that's and that we have it today. Yeah, and and the the purpose or the the the, the function of the sign of the cross is not only, you say. To, to show your devotion, or, or to not not to 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 express your devotion, your obedience, but is also a profession yes. of faith. You're telling you're telling other people. It's got to be visible, doesn't? It? It's got to be a physical action that can be seen by right. others. Yes, this is important. It's visible, but it, it's it's actually more in terms of uh, being a profession of faith, it's for me. I, when, I, when I sign myself in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'm professing faith in the Trinity, faith in the Trinity. I am uh, uh, opening myself uh, to, the, to all the grace that is involved in that profession of faith. I'm com- committing myself uh, to be uh, actively, actively Christian. So it's, 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 it's visible. Others can see it, but really it's working for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good for people to see it. Non-Christians. Oh, I do too. I think it's and a, Christians as I said earlier, it's to, a really an opportunity to see for, this. for t- opening a conversation about the Lord and, and about the faith. Yeah, and I, I think that, that I think we're we're perhaps in this uh, aggressively secular society that we occupy that uh, people uh, people need to see it. They need to see there are a lot of lot of individuals of Christian faith I, I agree. in your midst and and that this is this is something that should right. be should be known uh, much more. and what better way to do it than right. than the sign of the cross right because it's you know in a way it's it's modest right it's it's you're you're, you're applying this to yourself you're not pushing it at at others it, it is a sign of obedience and remembrance uh, as well yeah. but it is open this this is who I am. This is I, I, I like the idea of it being a, a profession of, of faith as well as an expression 
of of something. You know, in in terms of uh, the act of prayer, you you actually have a few comments warning against the dangers of an excess of imagination in in the act of prayer, and that the sign actually functions to keep well, yes, to keep because focused. I believe that making the sign of the cross helps you to pray to the God who really is the God who knows who he is and not the imaginary person that some people have. A lot of people, when they pray, they imagine, for example, they imagine a God as a, as, 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 as a, as a, big, per, a big person that, they, that they're coming to, uh, or they imagine them. One person I know imagines herself sitting in God's lap, you know, but the, God, the gods that we imagine is not really God. The sign of the cross puts us in the, in the presence of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the God who knows who he is. And, we, and then, we're, when, then we are really praying to him. C.S. Lewis says that the imagination, is, imagining God is a dangerous thing to do. But we, when we pray, hmm. we, should, we should say, I'm praying to the God who knows who he is. And this is in the Screwtape Letters, which is one of my favorite C.S. Lewis books. The, the devil says, if you can get people to pray to the God they're imagining, that's wonderful. If they begin to pray to the God who knows who he is, then the damage it does to us is incalculable. Hmm. And the cross, you, you can't, I mean, all the imagination is there, right? It's contained in the action and in, in the crucifixion. What, what uh, yeah, you you can't start experimenting with the sign of the cross, imagining oh, yeah. it differently. No. 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 You're set. You're set. So, okay. Uh, uh, you, you mentioned baptism. What, what role does the sign of the cross play in that well, sacrament? Well, when you make the sign of the cross, uh, I believe you are, you are engaging the reality of your baptism because at baptism, what, baptism you die with Christ, and rise to a new life. So when you're signing yourself with the cross, you are saying, I died with the Lord and I've risen again. And so it, 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 uh, all the grace of your baptism is not something in the past. It's, you're engaging, it's available, it's still available to you now in your, in your daily life. So the, making the sign of the cross engages that grace uh, because it, it, it reminds you and also engages you that you died when you were baptized and rose to a new life. Yeah. You 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 call it a blessing for us, the sign, but you also say that it is a mode of self-denial. How so? Well, uh, I I believe that the uh what it says if you if you if you want to be my follower, you must deny yourself daily and uh, and take up your take up your cross. And uh in the fathers of the church, uh, they say that when you when you're you are when you're baptized, uh, you are marked with a sign, and the sign you're marked with, uh, they said, is the same kind of sign that a a, uh, a general marked with his troops, or that a shepherd marked on his sheep. It's a it's it, and that's that sign is a sign of belonging. So if you belong to the Lord, when you're signing yourself, you're saying, I belong. I don't belong to me anymore. I belong to the Lord Jesus, and He's marked me, 
and that and that mark is this sign the same kind of sign that's the uh that uh was a sign of possession for shepherds and generals in in the in the early world and the fathers of the church talked about that they said just just like hmm. uh, an owner marked his property with a sign we're the property of Jesus, literally, and he marked us with a sign, and that sign is the sign of the cross. So when I sign myself, I'm saying, and and that self denial really right. is a prerequisite for becoming a, a it's disciple. It's not self denial just in the sense of giving up chocolate for Lent. It's a sign of denying that I belong to myself. I belong to Jesus. It, Self-denial in that form is, is much deeper than just... I mean, it's good to give up things for Lent. It's good to deny myself comforts and things that I, that I like. But self-denial is really saying, I am no longer owning myself. I belong to Jesus. He's my master, and I'm following him. And I'm taking up my cross to follow him. You discuss St. Christopher. What is his significance for us? <laughs> in the us? Middle Ages, in, in, in the present day, he's... he's Celebrated because he's a protection for travel. But in the Middle Ages, it was different. He was celebrated because he was a, he was a conqueror of the devil. And, and the story goes, uh, in the medieval stories, that he, he left uh, a king to follow the greatest king he could find. And he was following one, and the king he made often made, it, made the sign of the cross. And he asked him, why do you do that? He said, well, because uh, I belong to Jesus and I belong to a king who, who I follow. And he said, well, if you're not the greatest king yourself, I'm going to go find the king that I can. He went, ended up finding a very powerful king, uh, black and, dressed in black, and uh, he followed him. But he noticed that every time they passed across, that, that king hid behind a, a, a boulder. And finally, the king told him, well, why do you do that? He said, well, I do it because many years ago, uh, a man died on, on that cross, and it terrifies me. And so he said, well, if you're terrified of the cross, I'm going to go find the one uh, that, that did that. And he goes and finds, he finds the Lord, follows him. Hmm. So that, that story told Very people good. that they, can they have power and authority over the devil by making the sign of the cross. You, you actually say, speaking of the devil, <laughs> you actually say that Christ's death on the cross was, quote, a complete surprise to the devil. Didn't Satan relish his oh, pain yes. and well, humiliation? No, Wasn't it wonderful? He said, and, and Paul says in 2 Corinthians, if the devil re realized what he had done, he wouldn't have pushed, pushed the crucifixion at all. Because it destroyed, it, it, it devastated him. Uh, is our sign of the cross then a statement we make to to Satan? Oh yes, it's a way. Of, it's a way of. I think it's a way of resisting temptation. When you get a, temp, a temptation, I think one of the ways to fight it off is to simply say, "In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit," crossing yourself, and I think it helps to diffuse it. Indeed, the book is. The Sign of the Cross, Recovering the Power of Ancient Prayer. Bert Gezi, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening to our conversation, which has been supported by Wyoming Catholic College, which combines great books, the Catholic tradition, and the great outdoors of the American West into an extraordinary education. 
Go to wyomingcatholic.edu or contact the admissions office at 877-332-2930.